Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. Today is the last Monday of the month, so we are, of course, doing our listeners episode, which is listener-submitted stories. So if you want to hear your experience that's happened to you in real life, go ahead and email us at threespookedgirls at gmail.com. We would love to be able to read them here on the show. We have a few that were submitted already, and we're going to read those to you in just a minute. But of course, we have to tell you about all the things, all the things. Before we dive into the stories that we're going to read in just a few moments, let's take care of a little bit of businessy stuff, you know, like where you can find the podcast, social medias. We are at Three Spooked Girls on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to hang out with us or hang out with other spooksters, go to Facebook, go to our Facebook group, which is Three Spooked Girls Official. And there we do our book club, gift exchanges, random things. I know that, I don't know, it's just like there's so much fun stuff that happens in there. It's really kind of hard to like explain because you, the listeners, post things in there and then there are great discussions. I crack up about the memes that go. I will always like, I'm going to share this meme. And then <laughs> and then as soon as I go to share it, I realize that it is someone in our group. <laughs> right. I know. So good. I'm like, oh, someone already beat me to it. So and if you've been on our socials lately, you may know that Tara is doing something a little different. Mm-hmm. You know that we are into the whole the whole thing. I don't even know how to categorize it. It's, I guess, spiritualism. Yes. And, you know, Tara and I both do tarot, but Tara is amazing at it. In fact, all the time I'm like, Tara, how do I do this? <laughs> and if you are interested in getting a reading done by Tara, you can. Yes. And if you want more information on that, head to the show notes and there's a link tree that will take you or in any of our social medias. We have posts about it so you can find information. It is donation only. So -hmm. there isn't like, if you're going to like come and be like, what's your pricing? It's by donation. Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen popping through our email, there's quite a few peoples out there who are Mm -hmm. getting a great reading. And I know that Tara always does a fantastic job because she always, when she does it for me, (laughs) it's great. So (laughs) definitely should take advantage of her in that aspect and i don't mean like take advantage of her please don't, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> i meant like t- 
take advantage of her knowledge <laughs> and her uh, ability. So if you are interested in that, go ahead and check that out out. Mm -hmm. If you want to help support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls or hit the show notes like we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And for little as a dollar, you get bonus content, five and up, get video content, 10 and up, get dedicated episodes. We do the patron selects where you tell us what you want us to research and we dedicate the episode to you. So if that's something you're interested in, go ahead and check that out as well. If you are a TikTok fan, You should definitely check out Tara's TikTok. Her handle is spooky underscore sleuth. Mm -hmm. She puts out fantastic content all the time. You can check out my TikTok, but let's be really honest here. It's pretty dumb. It's (laughs) me every once in a while just being like, okay, I'm on TikTok. (laughs) I'm here, guys. (laughs) I have the best of intentions with my TikTok. I just don't have the follow through because I don't have the time to have the follow through. Nah, she busy. She busy. I work a lot. Mm. <laughs> oh, mine is Spooky Aunt Jessie, Jessie with a Y. Mm-hmm. It's also in the link tree. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Tara, who's going to read our first episode, our first listener encounter of the evening or day or morning or midnight. I don't know what time you're listening to this. I don't know you. I don't know. I don't know your business. I don't know your life. I don't know your life. Whenever you're listening. <laughs> My first story of the evening comes from Lauren. Lauren writes, This story happened about probably nine years ago, but still freaks me out when I think about it. It was a Friday night and I was with a friend, the friend's older sister, and two more of her friends. One of her friends had kids, like two and eight. So myself and my friends stayed at the house and watched movies while the kids slept and our older friends went for a night drive to look for signs to steal. What else do you do in a small town? I mean... Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah. I ended up getting a terrible feeling and insisting to my friend that we call her sister to come back. We finally called her sister and she was obviously freaked out. The details changed between the three of them, but a similar thing is that they got out to take a sign and one walked a few feet away. All three of them said that once that happened, they couldn't hear the friend who walked away calling for them and vice versa. The friend that walked away said that they saw a hellhound and screamed but neither friend with them heard it. Ew. Those things are on Supernatural. I don't like them. I don't like them either. Mm-mm. They finally came home and were obviously super freaked out. Meanwhile, the feeling of dread I had was even worse. Before they got back to the house, I had been into each kid's bedroom to check on them, but once the three friends got back, I could not bring myself to go back into the older son's room again. Physically, I could not pass through the door frame, and I had an overwhelming feeling that something bad was happening to the older son. I kept insisting that something was wrong, but our friend didn't want to wake her son up just because I was freaking out. Probably an hour later, the older son wakes up and comes into the living room, and everyone is checking on him. Meanwhile, I was frozen into place on the couch. I wanted to run so badly, but I couldn't make my body move at all. One of the friends sat on the floor and gave the son a hug, and he stared at me over her shoulder the entire time. He blinked, and his entire eye went black when his eyes were opened. This kid has. I know, right? Mm -mm, Demon. This kid had hazel eyes, but it definitely wasn't a trick of the light because his pupils and the whites of his eyes were pitch black. Oh, no. He closed his eyes for a little bit after that, and then his eyes went back to normal. His mom got back into bed, and I was petrified the entire night. I sat in the living room on a couch with a clear line of sight to his bedroom door until the next morning. 
and suddenly felt like a weight was lifted off enough that I could leave the house. For the next two nights, I could only sleep for half hours at a time before waking up in a cold sweat and being convinced that a black shadowy person was watching me and pissed that I knew about him that first night. Over those three days, the older son was refusing to eat or drink because a man told him he would hurt him if he did. Our friends reached out to a family friend who was a medium who came over to the house and said that she felt energy of an angry man and that he had been disrupted when our friends were out and followed them back to the house. She told us that we had to make it through three nights and he would leave us alone. It was a stressful three days, but we made it and I haven't had any feelings or dreams about that man since then. I never went back to that friend's house. I still feel like there's a lingering bad presence there, especially in the older son's bedroom. If anyone's had anything similar like this happen to them, I would love to know. Ooh, we would love to know too, but that's scary. <sighs> right? No, thanks. At least he left. It's true. That's so, true. Yeah. It was a demon with integrity. <laughs> He's like, three days is my limit to haunt this house, and then I'm going back to my, to my field. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a little, this is my vacation, guys. I only have three days of vacation. <laughs> I am so sorry. I don't mean to, like, make fun of your, your story. It's just so we don't scare ourselves, because it's late. Yeah, you guys <laughs> don't understand. Like, we record at night, and a lot of times, like, after we read these stories, I stay up until, like, 2 a.m., like, watching cartoons. Because I'm like, <laughs> fuck you guys. You guys have experienced some weird-ass shit, and it freaks me out. Literally, I'm going to go read a, a happy book after this. <laughs> Okay, so my first story comes from Ashley, and it is entitled, Here's the time I found a man in our backyard at night. Oh, good. (laughs) Right, just that. (laughs) My sister and I shared a room that was on the backside of our house. We had a pretty large window facing the backyard area, where a swing set was located on the left side. On the other side of our backyard was an older school that had been turned into a pre-K, so not too busy. We would sometimes have people jump our fence and used to walk through the breezeway in between the houses that separated the garage and the street. By the way, that is fucking rude. That is so rude. Mm -hmm. That's not your house. Right? (laughs) Whoever did this to Ashley and her sister family, bad people. Mm -hmm. My sister and I were watching Coneheads on TV that was in front of our window. It's a good movie. (laughs) I was like, I couldn't help it. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good movie. Yeah. At this point, the window was open a little with the blinds open as well as it was starting to get dark. Once it finished, we turned off the TV and tried to go to bed but kept hearing something in the backyard. It was one of the swings moving. We didn't think Mm -hmm. much of it. Then either one of us or both of us heard a man coughing and (gasps) it was pretty close to the window. Oh, God. (gasps) We ran out of the room so fast to tell our parents. A drunk guy had climbed our fence from the school and was swinging on our swing set and wouldn't leave. At some point, the cops were called and he was chased. I remember my dad being pissed because part of the backyard, the front fence, didn't have a door. The guy climbed it and the cops completely knocked the entire portion of the fence down and didn't fix it. Aw, that's fucked up. I don't know if I could handle Mm -hmm. that. I would be Mm -hmm. like, we have to move. Right. No, thank you. Tara knows where I grew up and like I used to think that people were like on my back porch all the time. But it was my dog. <laughs> it was always just the dog. It's just a dog. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. She's fine. <laughs> Hi friends. Hi. Welcome to their terrified and tipsy. 
My name is Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. Since we have very different feelings about scary movies, we decided to share our emotional struggles with you all. Yeah, so grab a glass of wine, your Mm -hmm. favorite couch blanket, and get comfy and enjoy the ride with us. You can find our Terrified and Tipsy on Instagram and Twitter, plus all the podcast platforms. For links, head over to tipsypod.com. Cheers! All right, so here is my other story for the evening. Hey, Tara and Jessica, my name is Stephanie, and my kids and I listen to you religiously. Hannah, almost 17, Avery, 14, and Koi, 10, love you and your content. Oh my God, we love you guys. That's so cute. I love it. My first thing was, I'm sorry, I cussed so much in front of your kids. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) They've been begging me to tell you our story. So, we have to go back to June 2008. Hannah was three and Avery was four months old when we bought our first family home. We were living in an area that's a historic town slash settlements dating back to the 16 to 1700s. Our home was situated with a Christmas tree farm across the road, oh that's cute, a dairy farm to the left, and a a horse farm behind us and protected wetlands slash estuary to the right. A great place for our young family. Shortly after, oh no, short, oh god. (laughs) I always do this thing. I'm sorry. I always do this thing where I'm like, I'm reading out loud, but then I'm like scanning ahead. It doesn't usually work out for me, but it's fine. Shortly after we moved in, Hannah began telling us about her new friend, Louise. She would go into great detail about the things they would do and tell each other. She told us Louise was a little girl with blonde hair and a nice dress, but that she was sad because she wasn't with her family. When I asked Hannah where Louise's family was, she pointed out of her bedroom window towards the water and proceeded to tell me that Louise's family was under the water. No. (laughs) No, Hannah, honey, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I internally panicked and had a what the fuck moment while trying to stay calm. Well, good for you for staying calm because I would have like, if my kid did that, mm -mm, no. Oh my God, if Bug did it. I know. I'd be like, world. burn this place down. We're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah kept talking and told me that indigenous Americans had killed Louise's family. Full on anxiety at that moment. So I did a little research and found out that, in fact, where we lived had been a skirmish between the local Native Americans and Dutch settlers. Nothing menacing happened, so I was cool with it and actually made sure to keep super chill whenever Louise came up. I was braiding Hannah's hair one morning, and she told me that Luis wanted her hair braided too. You bet your ass I braided the air in front of me and sprayed hairspray too. I mean, you don't want to piss off a ghost. I mean, you gotta hold that shit. Right? Oh, yeah, hairspray. You have to. Come on. (laughs) After that, we noticed playful things happening. Keys would be moved, doors opened and closed, lights turned off and on. A couple years later, we were preparing for a family trip to Walt Disney World. I'm one of those people who needs to have the house clean and all of the laundry done before we go on a trip so that I can come home to a clean house. Same. Same. Always makes it less stressful. Now, our house was two stories with a partially finished basement. The finished area was the girls' playroom and the unfinished area was for storage in our laundry area. I had cleaned and vacuumed the playroom, turned the lights off, and shut the door so the room was done. I started a load of laundry and returned to the kitchen on the first floor of the house. I could hear the girls playing nicely upstairs and they remained there while I was cleaning. An hour later, the washer dinged and I went back to the basement to switch the laundry over. Well, the playroom door was open and the lights were on. So I switched the laundry, turned off the playroom light, closed the door and returned to the first floor to keep cleaning. 
Hannah and Avery were still in their rooms and had started watching a DVD. An hour later, the laundry dinged and back to the basement I went, only to find the playroom door open and the lights on. I went through the same thing again and returned to cleaning. This happened twice more when I went down to change the laundry over the next two hours. I finally had enough and went to the playroom door and and in a stern mom voice said, Luis, that is enough. We're going on a trip and we will be back next week. Now stop with the door and the lights. The playroom remained dark and closed until we got home from Orlando. I mean, at least she listened. (laughs) I like that. She just totally mommed a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Flash forward a couple of years to 2017, and we moved back to my husband's hometown in Florida. We weren't sure what happened with Louise, but we're 99% certain that she came with us because we still have things moved, lights on and off, and bedroom closet doors that open and close on their own for no reason. I'm pretty certain Louise is just one of my children now, and we don't do anything to upset that balance. Thanks for listening to my rambling, and I really hope we get to hear your take on our Louise. Love, Stephanie, Hannah, Avery, and Coy. Oh my god, that's so cute. I'm like obsessed with this family right now. (laughs) I love this so much. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so sweet. Also, I love that they just like... I I kept getting like anxiety that it was going to get bad and get scary, but like she just loves you guys. I just like, I don't know. I don't know if like, it's like the cutest ghost story I've ever heard. Right? She's like, oh, fuck. All right. I guess you're my mom now. So uh, when you guys move in, I'm moving too. I mean, oh my god, like Louise and her little ghost suitcase. Stop. Oh my god, this is so cute. This is like my favorite. This is, yeah. Like, can they all be these kind of stories? Somebody needs to draw her. Oh my god, somebody please draw her. This is so cute. Oh, okay. Okay, so my last story for the evening is from Allie and is my tale of how I found out I was an empath. Hello, ladies. Just started listening to the podcast because I came across it on Pandora. I will start to say that my cousin said that Tara and me sound alike. Oh, that's cool. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like anytime someone says, you sound like someone, I'm always like really intrigued because with me, it's always like not like pretty voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what is her name? Natasha. She's not from Orange is the New Black. She was Nikki. I don't know. She was in American Pie. You don't sound like her. No, but there's a sketch which she did on Saturday Night Live where like people are talking about like how her voice sounds. Mm-hmm. And it's all like, they're like, your voice is so cool and it sounds like, and then it's like all these negative things. That's how I feel like people describe my voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I stole that. I'm sorry. Sorry, Allie. Okay, anyway. That Tara and I sound alike. Which, the more I listen, yes, we do. My Ooh. birthday is the day after <gasps> hers, by the way. That's fun. Yeah, you that fucking dabble ganger. Love right. it. Love it. Anyway, here's my story. When I was a little girl, probably around six, my mom would hear me talking to people in my room. She and my dad topped it off as I just had an imaginary friend. My dad's dad had passed away when I was nine, and I had told my dad that grandpa was sitting on my bed. He had told me everything was going to be fine. Aw. At this point, my mom and dad realized I saw dead people. LOL. (laughs) Allie wrote LOL. (laughs) Allie did. I'm not making that up. (laughs) Okay. I dealt with this as I got older. People would die and then come visit. 
So my husband had told me a story about the warehouse that he works at. He said the guy that owned the building before them decided he was going to commit suicide after he sold the building. He hung himself in the back of the building and outside in the back, there was a cross with his name on it and the date. Hmm. So I decided I was going to work there for my second job. It was at night and I noticed when I was there, I always felt like someone was either near me or looking at me. At night, the back of the building had a motion detector had motion detector lights that only came on if someone was back there, and at night, they would randomly come on. One night, I was talking to the people on the line, and out of the corner of my eye, down one aisle, I saw a man standing there. I was like, holy crap, there he is. This isn't a man that you would be able to pick out. He was more like a shadow person. He was a jokester and he would do things at night like push things off the table or play hide and seek. He was a nice guy. Along with my whole experience, my dad passed away March 28th of 2021 and he decided to come and check in on me. The way I knew it was him as I was sleeping and all of a sudden I could smell his cologne. Also, my cousin Huleta was murdered by her husband on October 25th, 2021 and stays with me a lot. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. I've been dealing with survivor's guilt because I survived domestic violence and she didn't. Mm. We were very close. So now I wear a hamatite ring because I was told by my white witch friend it would help to not have so much come at me all at once. I know that this isn't a scary story, but I thought you guys would enjoy this. Okay. Apparently, I found out that my mom is a daughter of a seven, and so is my dad. And that is why I got the gift of being an empath. Love you guys. Stay spooky. Hmm. Really sorry that that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Like I mentioned at the beginning, if you want to submit a story like the ones you've heard today, please do so by writing us at threespookedgirls at gmail.com. It's the best place to send us stories because we can just gather them all together. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to hearing from you guys soon. Bye. Bye.